We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... And welcome to the Lindley Evans Music Studio at the ABC in Ultimo for Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and this week with the music from Opera Australia's production of Aida, please welcome Natalie Arroyan. <laughs> and our panel, Tommy Dean, Tommy Valentine and Bridie Connell. And our audience this week from Belbangle, Mudgee, Leeton, Barrel and Minamara. But first, as always, the news from nowhere. Today is my birthday. It's a big one. How many actual years? I'm not saying. I am plenty something. Oh, OK, I'll tell you. I'm, today I'm 60, 60 years of age, and I've turned 60 on Friday the 13th. <laughs> so from now on, everything is sure to go swimmingly well. Now, I've had uh, unlucky birthdays before. When I was in my early 20s, I lived in King's Cross and I used to volunteer at the Wayside Chapel doing the midnight to dawn shift and I'd find people accommodation um, or mental health services or, or food. And one night, a strung-out addict came in to the little tiny office upstairs above the Wayside and after a while of me trying to counsel him, he became very angry and he reached across the counter and he grabbed my shirt front with one hand and he pulled back his other hand to punch me. And it was July 13, just like today, and it was my birthday. And I said, mate, you can't punch me. It's my birthday. <laughs> and what was weird is instantly his arm went down. He released my shirt front. He went balanced back on his feet and he flashed me this glorious, genuine smile and said, happy birthday, mate. <laughs> and there's something about a birthday that reaches out to the innocent child in everyone. Suddenly, we were all 10 years old and despite the drugs and maybe the mental illness and all of that, it disappeared in an instant and the two of us ended up having quite a nice chat. Now, two months later, someone else went to hit me in that same counselling room. <laughs> same story, hand on my collar, arm, other arm, reach right back to punch. And it's true, I know a, a, a pattern is forming. He's, I must have been a very annoying counsellor. <laughs> but anyway, his arm went back and uh, encouraged by my success last time, I said, you can't hit me, it's my birthday, which was an actual lie, it's by September by now. <laughs> you know what? It worked. <laughs> Again, the arm came down, he pivoted back on his feet, he smiled, happy birthday, mate. All I'm saying, if anyone ever tries to do anything nasty to you, <laughs> claim it's your birthday, whether it's true or not. Uh, right now, though, I'm, I'm dealing with the new realities of being 60. Suddenly I spend inordinate amount of time daydreaming about my compost heap, <laughs> wondering when it'll be ready. It is magnificent. Uh, I spend an inordinate amount of time daydreaming about my worm farm and wondering whether I'm giving them enough to eat. I caught myself the other day actually cutting up the food for them. <laughs> my wife said, you care about those worms more than you care about us. Some truth. Uh, I realised in the last month I've painted four separate items in Brunswick Green. 
I realised that Costa Georgiadis is actually my favourite celebrity. <laughs> I noticed that the music on the easy listening radio station has suddenly improved and they're now playing really cool music. <laughs> I watch Queer Eye and pay excessive attention when they discuss the French tuck, a shirt-tucking option that allows people to mistake your belly fat for a chance billow of fabric. I describe a 70-year-old friend as middle-aged, which is accurate, but only if he lives to 140. <laughs> when choosing a film, I base the decision not on the director, the star or the writer, but on which cinema has the most comfortable seats. And I realise the thing I have in a joint is no longer called marijuana. It's arthritis. <laughs> now, I know that last joke was no good, but you're not allowed to complain and you certainly can't boo. It's my birthday. <laughs> Your only option is to cheer. Hey! And that's the news from nowhere. Uh, who we have our wonderful panel, Tommy Dean, Subby Valentine and Bridie Connell. Uh, we're going to check that you are up with this week's news. Are you mm. ready? Before I, I yeah. wanted to present you, yeah. uh, I went to a lot of uh, length. I know we all know that you're a fan of uh, a drink here and there. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and this particular device, I believe, is uh, standard in Australia. It will yeah. hold every beverage required. Yeah. And on the front, of course, we know how much you love rugby. Yeah. So it's I, a rugby stubby cooler. I got you a rugby stubby cooler. Yeah. That is fantastic. That is such a beautiful thing, isn't that it? Is. It just, it just reeks now of the, Richard Glover, doesn't the it? The really? cynical... It reeks of something. Yeah. <laughs> the cynical might suggest that I did a gig for them earlier today. <laughs> And you picked it up and for I free. And I just picked it up on the way out. Yeah. But <laughs> I stick to my story that I went yeah. directly to a store that got stuff. It's called the Richard Glover uh, birthday uh, store. Hey, hey, mate, you can't rip me off. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, who caved in to a feeling of joy, pure joy this week? Everyone. Everyone. Yeah, the Everyone. whole world. The whole world. Wasn't it fantastic? Just, to, I mean... Because we followed it all the way through, like, and you were getting Twitter feeds and following it, and it was, and it seemed, the more you found out about it, and which we all did, and then you looked at the diagrams, and you went, "This can't happen!" Like it just became right. these kids in this cave, and then the one I don't know if you saw, did you see the story? I saw the one where they said they were going to have to teach them how to scuba dive, mm. right? They couldn't swim. Mm. I mean, luckily, Tommy, they were a soccer team, so they had diving experience. Yeah, so they yeah. That was me doing a soccer diving gag. That's, that hurt me to do that, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't uh, but I, that's why I argued today at the, the rugby function was that it, uh, you could never have had that happen to a rugby team because none of them would fit. <laughs> no, it was because it was tiny spaces. Absolutely tiny. It's just so nice, I think, that a news story, normally they're so full of gloom and despair, a news story brought everyone together, everyone was on the same side, Happy ending, you know, that's that's very rare. It was beautiful. It was and it's going to keep going. Like, they offered them tickets to the World Cup final, but yep. they can't go, so they're going to get them, to, I think, the next one. And these kids are just going to, it's going to, they're going to, they're going to clean up. It's brilliant. <laughs> well, it could I keep love, going for years and years. In a, in a rather tacky move, there were Hollywood executives there on the ground before all the boys were rescued, which yeah, yeah, is yeah, rather yeah. tacky. Yeah. But that was but, the only bum note in the whole I thing know. when they were interviewing people outside the cave and they're, oh, I'm a parent and I'm a cave rescuer from China and I'm a, yeah. and then I'm an executive from Hollywood and we're yeah. hearing. <laughs> I oh, smell no. millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the other, the other slight, but it was more amusing because he's always trying to be so helpful, but. Uh, Elon Musk. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Showing up with his tiny child submarine. <laughs> I've only invented it yesterday. I brought it straight here. Do you want to use it? 
We're not sure it's going to work, sir. Well, I like your country anyway. <laughs> I'll just leave it here. Did he actually take it, though, off it? He's yeah. still working on it. No, he took it. He took it. And he left it in the cave just in case they use it. Like, this could happen yeah. again. Well, so the submarine's there. Yeah. And he was slightly peeved they hadn't yeah. used it. I don't know. I, I feel a bit conflicted about the Elon Musk submarine thing because... God forbid I am ever trapped in a cave. But if I am, I would love everyone in this room to try and invent something to get me out of it. I feel like the more ideas, the merrier, yeah. to yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can line up, form a queue. <laughs> I thought, if anything, I mean, for all the joy, obviously the whole story is amazing from the, you know, the very fact uh, that we found them after the nine days. You know, you thought they were lost forever. The fact that we even found them, then we got them out there. I mean, the whole thing is great. And they were smiling. And smiling. In the video. That's always amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. But the part that I think hurts me is realizing how selfish my life has been. Because uh, thinking about, uh, I think his name is, is it Dr. Richard Harris? Yeah. The Australian diver uh, who was so good at cave diving and also medicine that when this happened, they went, you know, I know a guy. Let's get Dr. Richard Harris in here. This is exactly the man for the job. There is no emergency. He lives in Adelaide. Yeah. yeah. There is no emergency in the world where my phone is going to ring. <laughs> and they're like, Tommy, quick. There's some people here. We need a guy who's relatively quick of wit and good at board games. <laughs> if I'm ever in that situation, yeah, though, right. you will yeah, be yeah. the first person yeah. I call. You're very good at air guitar, though. There, that, there must any, be some crisis in which that would be yeah. helpful. If a bunch of Thai kids get stuck in a party that's kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> who, was, who has found the business cycle was not to their liking in Sydney? Who's this about? Wow. Well, it would be the, the greatest social experiment <laughs> ever failed. <laughs> apparently, they're going to take them to a Thai cave, apparently. That's what, this is all the bicycles that have been the left share, over. The, the, the share dockless bike. share bike. How yeah. many companies? Are they all gone? There, there are four companies, and one's gone bankrupt, and the other says that they're sick of Sydney. So there's going to be none left? I think there might be... There might, you know that cycle bicycle you've got? I yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. Because it's like, wow, that's a lot of bikes. Because I've, I live near where the place is where they corral them. If it's probably a better word. And before they were even broke, there was hundreds of bikes there. Because I don't know whether they're the broken ones or they're just ready, to, like they're, it's like literally ready to go. Yeah. So now I don't know what happens to them all. Well, I can't speak to all of them, but uh, my front yard is also a corral point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my son seems to have a way of finding the ones that aren't aren't locked. So we have a rack of them out the front of the house. Yeah. I wonder why the company went bankrupt. <laughs> it's such a beautiful idea, though. I think we've, you know, the idea is better than we as humanity are. Mm. It's a nice idea to be able to go, oh, I need a bike. Oh, there's one. Mm. Yeah. But no, we've ruined it. We ruin everything. I blame Sydney's hills. <laughs> I do. I think it's the hills. That's the problem. Because they, they don't have gears, no. Well, they don't have gears. And also, if, you, like, if you're in Ramwick and you want to go to Coogee, it's all downhill. You go, beauty, I'll get a bike. If, if you're in Coogee and you want to go to Ramwick, you're not getting a bike, <laughs> are you? It's like there's a bus for that. You know what I mean? So at the, Sydney's just like, if you live at the top of the hill, you think it's a great idea. You've never seen one yeah. of these bikes. If you live at the bottom of the hill, they're just piled up in your house. So it's basically a gravity problem. It is. It really is. It's like the Thai cave again. It's all, exactly. all water flows if downhill. A, if the place was totally flat, it'd be fine. But they're all just at the bottom. They are. They're all at the bottom of hills all over Sydney. I'm so. quite relieved, personally, that there will be no more share bikes around. I'm not a brilliant cyclist. I am, however, very fond of a scooter. And when I had my Razor scooter as a 9 and 10-year-old, I was a real fiend on the streets. So I'm hoping that there will be a share scooter situation about to hit That's Sydney. Right. Okay. 
But what happens if the share scooters and the share bikes and all the discarded shopping trolleys start to interbreed? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all sitting there in the canal together. Yeah, yes, hang, or, or hanging in trees weirdly. Well, this it's is what like, I think you know. of the stick was. We, you know, went with this, you know, sort of newfangled transportation. Now, I'm working with a group of investors, and our plan is to uh, just put horses <laughs> everywhere. Just horses. Yeah. Just lots why don't, why don't we lots solve two horses. problems? Get all the Brumbies from the oh, yeah. <laughs> Snowy Mountains Park. That's, yeah, that's a brilliant idea, Richard. So put them in Hyde Park. <laughs> yes. The other argument that we were trying to do was kangaroos, just to make the urban myth finally come true. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Just saddle up some kangaroos. We should just do that anyway. Yeah. We should just put saddles on kangaroos and turn them loose. Yeah. And then when visitors see them, they'll be like, oh my God, it's just like the yellow bikes. Well, look, if any potential investors are listening yeah. today, we've got some million-dollar ideas, I think, <laughs> between the horses and the kangaroos. It's very good, uh, the business developments here. Now, uh, final question from this week's news. Who has gone in hard on drinks that are soft? Who has gone in hard on drinks that are soft? This hits me where I live. <laughs> this hits me right where I live. I was a little surprised. This is, of course, uh, talking about uh, the sugar tax and the idea that they want to do things to convince us not to drink uh, drinks. Uh, Coca-Cola stands as like the, the totem. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's all fizzy drinks. But uh, since it is the one that I both drink and shower in, <laughs> it affects me the most. I was a little surprised to discover that there are 16 teaspoons of sugar in 600 mils of Coke. I really would have thought it was more. <laughs> it's quite sweet. I was, you, you, you know, feel you've been, been yeah. ripped off all these well, yeah, that's when they, People are like, can you believe there's 16? And I was like, what? That, I, that's half as much as I thought. That's amazing. I'm going to have two of them today. And so there's chatter that perhaps sugary products will have to just, you know, have illustrations displaying how many spoonfuls yeah. of sugar. Yeah, putting well, the, the sugar on The it. theory is we can't, we don't, they've all got the panels with the milligrams on it, but no yeah. one knows what a milligram is, so we can't operate that way. So actually you would have a picture of 16 spoons on the on the, yeah. on the, more, the packet. That, it's always negative. Why can't it just be a picture of you before you drank a Coke <laughs> and then after you drink a Coke with a big smile? Mm. <laughs> Well, they tried that with the cigarette packs. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> and it doesn't look that optimistic. That's the thing with the, the, like, spoons. It's not, it's not a cancerous toe, is it? I don't know how everyone's going to be going, oh, my God, there's 16 <laughs> spoons I, on my I hand. I worry that small children will find the, the larger number of spoons to be aspirational. Exactly. I had a 17 spoon <laughs> sugary right. drink this morning. Exactly right. Maybe they should go like the cigarette packets and just have a picture of you know, some bloated, obese person. You know. But that's not that's that's what doesn't necessarily lead to that. It's just a picture of Tommy on all the cans. Yeah. Like, look at what a fine <laughs> specimen he is. That's well, not no, going to turn anybody off. Tommy, I worry because if you say a picture of you before having a Coca-Cola and then yeah. after with a big smile on your face, but then 10 years down the track there'll be no teeth left in that smile. But I'll be astride a kangaroo on the way to the store. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. We have Tommy Dean, Sully Valentine, Bridie Connell and our lovely audience. Thank you for coming. See, they'll do anything I say because it's my birthday. It's fantastic. Now, giant avocados, five times the size of a standard variety, are about to hit the market, the so-called avozillas. This is true. They weigh (laughs) 1.2 kilograms. They're expected to sell for $12 each. What fruit and veg would you like to see uh, come in new shapes and sizes? And will this development help or hinder young Australians? from getting into the property market. <laughs> Friday Connell. Well, as 
out millennials. Forget about getting into the property market. I accepted a long time ago with property prices the way they are. I will not be buying a house, right? I've been too busy squandering my money on avocado on toast. But now with Avozilla's, I won't even be able to have avocado on toast. So I have no house and no brunch and I will have nothing. And no uh, $12, $12, but you get a lot of avocado for your $12. It's a lot of bang for your buck. And is it though? Have we seen the inside? How yeah, big? Exactly. How big is the pip? Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly right. Wow. That's true. You never know. You think maybe may, may mostly pip? Well, it could be. It could be. It could be a ruse. <laughs> what, uh, but that'd be the that'd be the maybe that's the flip. Is if you you know after you eat, uh, I don't know what a case would be. Maybe you just over a few years you save all the. The, the, the pips. pips and then hollow them out and there's your house. Uh-huh. <laughs> if it's an avocado, if it's that large, it's a, it's a mansion. Yeah. So is, is this the only fruit and veg that should come in a different size? Oh, no. Pumpkins. Impossible to chop. Mm-hmm. Give me a square pumpkin, please. <laughs> That's what I want. Yeah. It's perforated. <clears throat> I think it should be a perforated pumpkin. <laughs> like just drop it, boom, cubes, straight Done. in the oven. That is some real There are thinking. too many scientists bothering with cancer when they could be doing that. <laughs> I'm afraid the pumpkin to be good. Do that work. I think more things should be shaped like the banana. Uh-huh. The banana uh-huh. is the easiest, the most easy to consume fruit there is. If you put rock melon in a banana, boom, I'd eat it every day. That's true. If, if, every single day. If you peel it. Yeah, peel it, yeah, eat true. a rock melon. So it's easy done. to peel and it kind of presents itself in a sort of stick-like shape so you can chew yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it'd be ideal. Yeah. Comes I can't think of any packaging. fruit that wouldn't benefit from stick-like shape. very true. And easy to peel. Potatoes? Just peel them. Peel them straight yeah. out. One, two, three in the water. Yeah, yeah. So like everything it. should be shaped like a sausage, basically. No, like a banana. Well, <laughs> a sausage and a banana are the same idea. I'm trying to appeal to the vegetarians. <laughs> but also, I think the key to it is the whole easy peel. That's the key. Yeah. Not only the shape, yeah. but the fact that you can just take the peel yeah. off and then you're good to go. Like the kiwi. It. I've never had a kiwi no, because I can't peel it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear they're good. You don't need to peel. Well, you can eat the whole thing. You can eat the whole thing, yeah. or you just. Take off the top with a spoon and dig into it. That's what I No, yeah. I'm waiting till I can peel it like a banana. <laughs> Bridie, Bridie is a Kiwi, so this is sort of culturally. Oh, right. Sorry. It's a bit, bit culturally insensitive, Tommy. <laughs> I apologize. But the eating the skin things, but it's so weird and furry and mm. it's wrong. I like dragon fruit. Don't talk about Bridie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not right. It's not right. Firstly, like, here's, here's my tip with it. So the thing, the problem with the Avazillo, yeah. well, it seems like a great idea yeah. if you want smashed over for. 12, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, first course at the Last Supper would have been tops, right? But other than that, the problem is... I think that's why they developed it. Yeah, yeah. it's very... Just, just yeah. in case he comes back. Ju- yeah. Judas would pick up the bill, obviously. It's not, but, but the thing about it is because, like, you're going to left... As it is, I end up with too much avocado. So it's just more avocado to throw away, isn't it, really? Because I'm, I'm... How do you the, end up with too much avocado? It's it, so delicious. But I'll just... Because, well, I don't even get to it. I'd buy them think, and then they're not ripe. And I yeah. think, I'll just leave it there, and then I'll forget about it, and then I go back and yeah. go, I've got to check But the trade-off out. is now I you mean, your can. worms, they love that sort of game. Yeah. Obviously, they can get in the good stuff. Well, you mostly throw them out, don't you? That's, well, that's, why, that's why the millennials are all bankrupt, because yeah. you, 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 you fill them in the, the, the hard, too yeah. hard, too hard, yeah, yeah. too hard, too hard, too hard, then you turn away for about three seconds, Brown. too soft. Exactly. I don't even pretend. I just get them from the supermarket and immediately chuck them yeah, in the exactly bin. Cut out the middleman, I say. Well, someone did tell me. Along with your future. Here's a great tip, though. When they're just about ready, put them in the fridge, and that slows. That is, they stop ripening. 
and then you can throw them out two weeks later. It's much better. <laughs> it's, it's, it's better. But you, you won't forget about these easy. because they're so big. That's true, actually. They'll be, like be like a feature, a kitchen feature. <laughs> That's true. My, my issue with it all is the name, Avozilla. Mm-hmm. Not the most terrifying sequel to Godzilla, to be honest, but I was... <laughs> Wait till you see the size of the pit. <laughs> <laughs> this is a slightly embarrassing uh, confession. Uh, as a child, I was deathly afraid of avocados. I love them now, but oh. the first time I ever saw an avocado, I was about three. I think it's one of my earliest memories. We're at a family barbecue and my brother loved avocado. I'd never seen it before. There was a big bowl of guacamole and he got a spoonful of it. But my brother, bless him, is not very coordinated. He dropped the spoon. And in my three-year-old brain, he dropped the spoon of avocado on his foot and his foot turned green. So I thought if you make contact, physical contact with avocado, you turn green. Mm. So I spent a few years being like, that can't come anywhere near me. I don't know why mum and dad keep bringing them into the house. It's kind of like, Couldn't watch like, the Muppets. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> I think Remember you just saw, you, I think your subconscious again. just saw, this is going to strip me of my right to housing. <laughs> I, I, that's what happened. What was it? They used to have a different name though. Weren't they, used, they used to be called like alligator pears. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they well, they, a, you know, they used to be called avocado pear. Uh, no, alligator. I don't know that one. Yeah, no, they used to be called these will kill you pears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They used to be called abuse you pears. Oh, Allig- they had terrible names. They used to be called shark pears. Alligator pear sounds so much better than avocado pear. It does. I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to call them from now on. Yeah. That's fantastic. Sounds hardcore. On the shape thing, oh, I agree with you with pumpkins because trying to cut a Queensland blue, you can. that's just. Yeah, you know, severing artery waiting to yeah. happen, isn't uh-huh. it? That's, that's you ridiculous. need a chainsaw. Sure. You yeah. do. From an, uh, just so you know, from an American point of view, all you need is a can opener. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> take the top off the tin. It's as easy as anything else. <laughs> Boom, pumpkin. I want everything to be rectangle, mm. like all vegetables. <laughs> like like here, spam here. is to ham. Because <laughs> right? how, oh, yeah. how handy is spam, right? Because it's just you can slice it. What, Tomatoes. Well, spamatos, they'd be. <laughs> so well, everything yeah. comes. Yeah. Like, yeah, you've got bananas yeah. and sp- sp- potatoes. And everything. It's like spam as in everything. And it's Z- zucchini? Spaghetti. Sp- sp- yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it works for everything. Just no, it doesn't, it doesn't work for yams because that's just spam. Oh, that's true. And now we don't know if <laughs> we're talking about ham or yams. confusing. You wouldn't know what you're getting. That's good you, damn it. You ah, followed my sorry. plan. Sorry. So everyone's worried about food waste. You, you've sold it. Exactly right. There's no waste if it's a nice rectangle. Yeah. You can use everything. And, of course, the tomato, if you make a ham and tomato sandwich, suddenly you've got Square tomato and actually, and you could you could get it to the size of the bread. Exactly right. Mm. Yeah. See, it works. We've been it trying works. to think outside the square for so long. <laughs> now, getting no, back no, inside no. the get square. Get back <laughs> to the square, people. Are we ready for the wheel of death, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> when our lovely audience came here, they threw these random topics. Uh, just so this. you know, yes, Richard, uh, normally Tommy. that is exactly yes. correct. Normally yes. we yes. get the crowd to throw up yeah. random topics. Today, in celebration of your 60th birthday, oh. each and every word represents what you have to look forward to. <laughs> oh, lovely. I say, so the development of wisdom and... And uh, fabulous things happening where I become more less anxious and yeah. all that lovely stuff. <laughs> I'm less anxious. Yeah. That well-known. Uh, no, that's true. No, no, no. There's a lot of happiness research. That really? The two, the two. Ha- no, this is true. The happiness research says that the two happiest points in your life are when you're 20 and when you're 70. Right. Think Bring it up. Ten years, though. Yeah. Think of me, so life is anxious shaped, for ten years. Life is shaped like a U-bend, like a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> again, it needs to be a rectangle. All that's right. my point again. Uh, today's topics are pension, <laughs> paunch. Balding, oh. hearing loss, <laughs> birthday, 1958, 60th, ageing, blue pills. <laughs> Have you got your pills? Oh, yeah. Mm. You, get, you get those little packets, don't you, with the days of the week on them, so you know which pill you... Oh, they're good, yeah, okay. Uh, now I know what to buy. He's, pretend, he's pretending he hasn't got one yet. Oh, that, <laughs> apparently it's a thing that you get, apparently. Seniors card, forgetfulness, 
Arthritis, walking stick, Zimmer frame, pension, <laughs> and we're back to paunch. Round and round and round it goes where it so stops. So I guess the question really is, Richard, which one do you fear the most? Uh, actually, arthritis. Yeah. yeah, actually. Actually. I, oh, gosh. Wouldn't that be terrible? Down. It is. Oh, God. God. Pension. Ooh. Pension. Pension. The greatest myth of all time. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, this is. I, I think you'll probably do quite well. Uh, I don't know. Technically, does the ABC count as a government job? Are you? Are you? Gonna, are you in line for a government pension? Yeah, I guess so. It's a government job, isn't it? Yeah. This is exciting. Sure. Uh, the reason I ask is. Uh, I don't think there are government pensions anymore. I think you had to have joined in 1933. But anyway. <laughs> That's why I was asking. I'm not that old. All right. <laughs> Just well, maybe, you might have inherited one. Uh, the pension, as far as I understand it, is a magical unicorn. In which you work your entire life and put your money into the system of the country that supported you, and then at the end, they send you food stamps. <laughs> Is that how it works? Yeah. Totally sure. Uh, the reason I'm concerned, I don't really know a lot. We are, I, I myself just turned 50. Uh, so I have a full decade of bliss before I hit your number. <laughs> And the concern is that we've been sitting down with uh, some financial... My wife wanted us to have some financial planning around, so we've been talking about uh, superannuation, which I imagine is the modern form of the pension. And uh, there is a... There, I don't know a lot about how superannuation works. Uh, I am a sole trader uh, and a stand-up comic, and therefore it is weird. I don't know that it is normal for a financial advisor to look at your superannuation <laughs> reports and then turn white. <laughs> <laughs> and then she tried very hard to recover from her ashen-faced moment and explained to me that with just a little bit of extra work, like 40 years, <laughs> I could get this back in shape to retire by 65, <laughs> like, like normal people do. Yeah. How are you going to do the 40 years work in 15 years? That is, uh, we, we had to work with, we're, I, I, it's not hard, <laughs> theoretically speaking, um, <laughs> To build a time machine. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently seems to be what I need, what I really need. Um, I shouldn't speak of this out loud uh, with my wife. Uh, but what I really need is a billionaire mistress. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that is not my idea. That is what the financial advisor told me. <laughs> she said, and it, or extreme millionaire. It doesn't have to be billionaire exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like a half billionaire mistress. <laughs> uh, for a good a good four years. Hey, how are you going to attract this uh, person? Well, obviously, a billionaire mistress doesn't need money. Uh, so this is maybe one, and you know, she wouldn't want me racing off to Thailand caves with my medical skill <laughs> or my diving expertise. Uh, this may be the one case where uh, some wit and board game skills. <laughs> Don't forget the air guitar and the air guitar. <laughs> Might just come in handy. Plus, she might find it hilarious that I refer to avocados as alligator pears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so whimsical. Make me Why is she English? <laughs> oh, aren't they all? Yeah, surely. She's a billionaire. She's posh. Posh spice. Uh, so that's a concern. Um, my, my grandfather was a farmer, and I remember when he... They, we still had a very good pension in America when he retired, which was in 1972 or something. And I remember uh, he used to, he, it was, he was a countryman, uh, so they would delight in the, getting the check. The check would, you'd get a check in the mail, and then every Tuesday was pension day in our particular neighborhood. And yeah, it, it, was like a, it was like a social club. All the old farmers would then go to the local bank, and they would all cash their checks, and then they would go across the street to McDonald's 
where they would use their seniors card to get five cent coffees. <laughs> that was a big day out. <laughs> Sometimes, as my grandfather put it, I'd spend a dime. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's ten cents. <laughs> he had two coffees. <laughs> I should have pointed out that a nickel is worth five cents. There was a lot of American facts missing in that story. <laughs> for your true hilarious understanding <laughs> of my grandfather and his two coffee habit on Tuesday uh, every other week. But we were like, because we got the seniors card. The seniors, the seniors card. card. Yeah, it does the same. So the five cent coffee at McDonald's was his big seniors moment. Uh, he could take the bus to the local library for free if he had a seniors card, uh, which he delighted in doing, but never ever read a book. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to imply that I've been, you know, in a weird uh, way looking up the seniors card. <laughs> you can go to Gosford to, for anyway. $2.50. What? You can go to Gosford for $2.50 and then uh, you can go to the cinema for, and save $2.50, which you could then use to go back to Gosford. Oh. You can even get out and then go to Wollongong. So once you've got your ticket, go wherever you want. What day does the senior card start? What age? 60. It is 60? Yeah. So do you have to apply for it, or does it just come in the mail like the 50-year-old poop test? <laughs> like, does the government just know? Yeah, it comes with the poop test. Oh, man. Well, You've got to send back the poop test, and then you get it with the results. Because <laughs> they don't want to send out, if you fail the poop test, they think, don't bother with the card. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. That would be so horrible. What do you get another? Dear sir, uh, we have revived. We have, we, have, we have looked deeply into your poop test. And... Uh, we would just like to advise you, you should go to Gosford now. <laughs> Spend the five bucks. Enjoy the Central Coast while you can. Maybe. Here's a, here's a theory. If, if you're happiest when you're 70 and 20... Yes. Well, you've definitely got your seniors card at 70 and you have your student discount card at 20. So true happiness is linked <sighs> yeah, to discounts. Well discount oh, because I nice. miss yeah. my university discount card. Yeah, yeah. Like that, you is, that is the way That's it should be. Life is so miserable in the middle. Just give, <laughs> give everyone a card all the time and we'll all be happy. Yeah. More discounts. So please. middle age should just be called full price. <laughs> it all comes back to being socialist on the ABC, doesn't it? <laughs> Every time. Right. My point thing. is, yeah, ultimately, I think, I think it's a great idea, but I don't know that I'm ready for it. So I feel like it's another thing that the entertainment industry have let me down. <laughs> let me down. Uh, so my point is, enjoy your pensions and maybe set a little bit of aside. If you see me nearby. <laughs> <laughs> the wheel of death. Does he die? Why Does he live? Yeah. How long for? Clearly die. Thank God it's Friday. Clearly die. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday, Tommy. Seriously, we had to do, because, uh, you know, I don't know, there's some weird rule in superannuation that binding death nomination yeah. Uh, yeah. is different than your will. Your will doesn't cover it. So you have yeah, to yeah, specifically yeah. say. you got to tell the fund. Yeah. 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 And so, seriously, uh, we got the forms, and my wife did all the you know, stuff she had to do, filling it out, signing it uh, to obligate it to me. And then the financial advisor looks at the one for me and went, well, I'm here. You might as well sign. <laughs> Not going to do much. <laughs> The point being, yeah. lucky woman could yeah. get five bucks. Exactly, yeah. the money will be eaten up in fees. Exactly, <laughs> your wife could buy an Avazilla with this. Sign it or save the ink. So, You'd be the choice. Uh, so now, weird. a study out this week has found that if you drink lots of alcohol as a teenager, you are more likely to have a drinking problem as an adult. This a report from the University of the Bleeding Obvious. Uh, all the same, uh, what other habits from your teenage years? have proved difficult to shake Subby Valentine? Uh, well, there was always an assumption that when I was a kid, I'd grow out of being a smart ass. 
Yeah. There's a thing, oh, teenager, what a smart-ass that kid is. And, of course, it never stopped, unfortunately. And uh, here I am today doing it uh, the here wind, for your... The wind had changed, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and I'm probably doing it more, really. I've just got better at it. Uh, many, many years of practice um, being and just... But it's not as endearing. There's a certain endearing charm to it from a teenager, maybe. Yeah. It becomes more and more annoying the yeah. older you get. Nine-year-old charming, yeah. ten-year-old less charming. Fifty-year-old very annoying. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I can't help it. I'm so you, are you it. saying when, when you have it, if you have, do have a teenage smart-ass, does anyone have a teenage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, you should intervene hard. You should be, should be like a bad habit. Well, the thing, weird thing is I've got teenagers and I'm the smart-ass. That's the weird thing about it. <laughs> Oh, they find that I'm just always taking the piss out of them, and they just go, oh, you know, it's like so they so they don't even do it. I'm I'm taking up the slack for the whole family. No, no, but you provided a model. It's a bit like the alcoholic father. No, exactly right. You see, they don't oh. the, the person with the alcoholic father doesn't drink. Well, let me just tell you, my daughter doesn't drink. Say yeah. no more. Yes, exactly right. So uh, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm turning out model citizens by being horrible. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's but a brilliant my, plan. my problem is my parents were both very cool when they were teenagers, <laughs> and so my brother and I are just quite dweeby. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, so I'm going. I've gone the other way. That's I'm, it's, it's brilliant. I'm, I'm, it's, it's so, Brady, what uh, what teenage habits have you have, have proved hard to to flip? My dad and I started uh, a competition when I was about fourteen, which we are still playing to this day. Which was supposed to be just a one time thing, but here we are, a long time later. We have a pinch and a punch first day of the month competition, oh. which has been raging for, of course, thirteen years. <laughs> no returns. No returns. No. Absolutely Okay, describe not. the rules of how it goes. Well, Come on. well you know oh, that the first no, of the month, well, right? Pitch and know. punch, first day of the month, no returns, right? Whoever says it first is the victor. And midday cutoff? Midday cutoff. Uh, it's slightly more difficult now. Who plays? Hands up. I've just given a few blank faces. <laughs> no, I, not I, many. I think you two are weird. Not many. <laughs> so, so on the first day of the month, you pinch and you punch. First day of the month. Pinch so the first them. person to get in, that you can't retaliate because the first person. They've already got it. No returns. That's no no returns. returns. That's no returns. That's yeah. right. And that person. If you don't say no returns, you're an idiot. I'll just do it straight That's back it. to you. That's it. But who doesn't say oh, no so returns? Oh, so you've got to say no returns. You've got to say, no, got to say no returns. It's just an excuse to pinch and punch someone gently. But, that you know, that's the old saying. It's the old competition. Dad and I just did it once as a little joke, but we're both incredibly stubborn and incredibly competitive. And now 13 years later, every first of the month, we still do it, but it's gone to extreme levels. And my mother and my brother hate it so much. I was pulled out of school once and sent to the principal's <laughs> office to find my father waiting for me going, Bridie, um, I just forgot to tell you this morning, pinch and a punch, first day of the month, no chance. That's great. I wrote him a song and hired a barber shop to sing it one first of the month. It's very competitive. And my parent, like, well, my my mother and my brother definitely wish that I would shake this habit. <laughs> We're too stubborn. You've got to do it for the rest of your life. That's brilliant. I will. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> and you wonder why she left New Zealand. <laughs> well, it's, interesting. it's interesting that I didn't realize it was a game. My mom apparently was very fond of this game, but more just, you know, spontaneous. <laughs> Violence. Not the first day of the month. Just whatever day. Hey, every day is the first day of the month. You've got the right yeah. violent attitude. <laughs> that's right. Every day. First day of the rest day, the rest of the... How's that mistake? How depressing. Today is the, the first day life. of the rest of your life. T- tell me, what's the teenage habit that's proving hard to... To get rid of? I can't go to bed before midnight. <laughs> Teenagers, we had to, we start, it was the first time we were allowed to stay up. We always had a very strict 8 p.m. And then when we turned 14, we were allowed to, because it was the school sport and traveling with theater and stuff, you know, kept you out. Um, so I just do not feel right if I go to bed before midnight. And as I get older, it's becoming a bit of a chore to stay up. <laughs> <laughs> I found myself last night about to go to bed at 11. I'm like, what? I'm getting soft. 
<laughs> so this is becoming a measure of your youth, is it? It just because you just meant you were free. I do what I want. My parents aren't telling me when to go to bed. Go to bed when I want. Midnight's a good time to go to bed. I'll go to bed at midnight. And then my kid starts stretching. I'm like, hey, it's nine o'clock. You know, you got early. You got to get to bed. I'm like, you stay up. I said, well, you can stay up when you're ready. You're not ready yet. <laughs> oh, wait, Daddy's going to stay up till midnight. I'm the What's your technique now, though, when you're uh, starting the flag at 11? What do you do? I drink a lot of coffee. Okay. <laughs> That's I that really 16 spoonfuls of sugar. <laughs> and Coke. Yeah. Between Coke and sugar coffee, I'm, it's tough to go to bed. <laughs> Ever. Wow. <laughs> but I'm, I'm fading off. But yeah, midnight, midnight, that freedom. Uh, I also, I also uh, chips is the other freedom. We were never allowed to have bags of potato chips. Uh, so once I moved out of the house, I could have all the chips that I wanted. Uh, so uh, I, think, I think it's right. I, you know, you're trying to set your. I think your parents do sort of set standards. Like my parents didn't drink, uh, so by rights I should be a drunkard. Um, but I, I picked up on that. That seemed a good idea. But and the chip, Coke's too delicious, isn't it? Chips and Coke. I just always have. Chips yeah, a very and Coke. vivid portrait of your diet is emerging. Today. <laughs> yeah, and I deep fry a lot. I was, I'm a, but that you know, my mother loved that too. So I, I wasn't something I was teenage. I was just lifetime supply. That's just how oil's meant to be used. <laughs> is to boil stuff in. Yeah. Uh, so I so like that, that palm oil deforestation of Borneo. That's mainly you. Yeah. <laughs> and especially if you're cooking orangutan in it. <laughs> now, who were the winners and losers of the week? Bridie, who were the winners and losers? Uh, well, winners clearly you. It's your birthday, and you have a free ride for the rest of the day, which is very exciting. Sure. Losers, I think, is just the World Cup generally, and I don't mean any teams that have lost games like England this week. I just mean they are not the soccer team that everyone's talking about this week. No matter what they do, oh, it's going to yeah, be the wild yeah, yeah. boars in yeah. Thailand, and they can't compete. Yeah. So they can. Someone can win the world. Belgium or someone will win the World Cup. It's not the and soccer will, victory. Will still be the second most important. Yeah. Yep, the soccer victory of 2018. Not Belgium was in a cave in Thailand. <laughs> Who's going to win? <laughs> Probably France. France, okay. Yeah, yeah. But who knows? Maybe Croatia. We got to, Those you, are your you choices. Kind of, you kind of got to get behind Croatia because there's so many Australian Croatians. Mm-hmm. It's all very exciting. Yeah. Okay, but even if Croatia wins, we'll be very happy, but second to the wild. Yeah, exactly okay. right. Yeah, yeah. Winners and losers. Well, my loser is uh, England because they, they were getting very excited about – I heard you talk about even – you know about this one, yeah, don't yeah. you? They were getting yeah. very excited yeah. and songs and going mental. So they're the losers. And the winners is pretty much everybody else in the world <laughs> or who knows an English person <laughs> <laughs> because they would have been – Unbearable if they'd won the World Cup. Thank God for us all because they're annoying enough as it is, but can you imagine if they'd won the World Cup and now they're never going to win and it's fantastic um, because they would have just... They were unbearable just making the semifinals. You saw them, just these, you know, oh, my God. So think yourselves lucky is all I can say. But Steve, you forget the cultural differences because there was a great video of an English uh, supporter after they won the quarterfinal match uh, in Russia I like sort of dancing on top of a police car because, you know, in England, they seem to give them some grace. Sure, you guys can be idiots for 12 hours because we want a soccer match. And then these two Russian cops just beat the heck out of them. <laughs> They're now in a salt mine for the next 20 years. But yeah. just a reminder of where you are. Welcome to our country. Who, who are the winners and losers? Uh, so I thought uh, the big winner still, we talked about it last week, but now it's so close to happening, is uh, the Trump... The Trump float, the English mm-hmm. baby giant yes. Trump. The inflated, it's inflatable. inflated. Yeah. It's all go. It is so exciting. And uh, the loser, unfortunately, and they're, is... They're, you know, they're, they're crowdfunding, and they've got such a lot of support on crowdfunding that they've got enough money to take the inflatable Trump wherever he goes in oh, the even around the world. Oh, even better. That is so, so good. 
Now, the losers apparently seem to be uh, the world economy, whereas if somehow Trump has tricked us. He's made us all think he wanted to start a nuclear war, and now he just wants to destroy money. So clever him. I'm looking forward to the new trade wars, and just as my son is about to go to America for a trip, uh, the dollar is diving, so thank you. <laughs> so is ours, though. So the, That's what I mean, the American dollar is diving dollar, against yeah. the American dollar. is going to make this trip twice as expensive, so I'm going to have to take some money out of my super account. <laughs> <laughs> Which will leave nothing in it. Please thank Tommy Dean, Sammy Valentine, and Bridie Connell. TJF is taking a short break. Back August 10 with Tommy Dean, Rebecca De Unamuno, Gary Eck, and music from Diesel, ladies and gentlemen. Until then, I'm Richard Glover, and thank God it's Friday! Yeah.